White privilege and racism are real. Whether you believe they are or not, we are about to discuss all of that and more on White Privilege Personified. Hey guys, welcome to another special episode of White Privilege Personified. I'm Mike. And I'm Amy. And this week we've got a special guest. She was the first guest we ever had on our show and also the first guest we've had back on our show. Uh, thanks, Janae, for coming back on. Um, we wanted to do another roundtable this week, but our other guests <laughs> couldn't make it this week like last week. So, again, it's just going to be another three-person roundtable. So we're glad you could make it, Janae, because otherwise it would just be me and Amy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm definitely happy to be here. The conversation is always good with you two so i'm excited to see <laughs> see what we get into on this episode so i asked this to chris last week and i guess i'll start this week with you as well what issues matter to you most as a voter independent of like donald trump and everything happening right now what what do you care about well for me um to be honest the the biggest things that matter to me i'm in terms of money and taxes, things like that, those aren't really important factors. So for me, it's more so um, social issues, mm -hmm. social rights issues, civil rights issues, um, how the leader is going to handle the more um, in need populations in our community um, and what resources, um, policies, things like that are what their vision is. For that that's what's most important to me so i would say the social aspect of politics versus the monetary um, benefits that the presidential or whatever type of candidate even local level can bring to the table yeah i think unfortunately in america we're used to paying so much in taxes but as citizens we don't really reap any sort of benefits from the taxes that we pay most of it goes to you know the military industrial complex but you know, compared to what countries in Europe get out of their taxes, you know, we have crumbling bridges and <laughs> decaying infrastructure. It's I understand people don't like a certain candidate because they think they're going to pay more in taxes, but I wouldn't even mind paying more in taxes if they were actually going to something that benefited us as citizens, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. I definitely agree with that. And I think you brought a good point of when you were comparing to how other countries utilize taxes that are taken from citizens. I think that for our country, we definitely have a lot of work to do because there's definitely mm -hmm. a lot of disparity in how it's spent. Um, and I think that it trickles down to the local level. You know what I mean? I know that I, I, we, you talked about this on a, a different podcast, or I'm sorry, different, different episode, um, but the importance of local government as well because mm. that's more so going to affect your day-to-day, -day, like you said, with the roads, different programs that are available. So um, yeah. that was a good point that you made. Yeah, I think that it all kind of stems from, like, the top, too. So that's why it's important that we obviously vote in larger elections, but also the smaller ones, too. But, you know, it's just more about how someone leads. Like, what we're seeing now, the leading is not necessarily very cohesive across the board. And so it's very confusing with, like, no one knows necessarily what to do. Mm -hmm. Did you guys vote? I meant to ask that Yes, earlier. I did. I voted. Yeah. 
I had to do it nice. mail-in ballot because I could not find an in-person and in, like in my area. I, there was supposed to be one wow. particular in-person and I went there and it was like, nope, no, there's no in-person here. So I was confused because wow. on the website it says there was. And then it says like, you still have to drop it off. But I dropped it off at least at a secure site and I'm going to make sure that I keep checking to see the status of it. Are you referring wow, that's to pretty crazy. the primary or early voting for the general? No, the early voting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm I'm probably going to wait till the day of because I just love. I know it's so corny, <laughs> but it's just so exciting. I love going in person. I'm still going to go even with COVID going on. I'll have my mask and everything mm-hmm. ready, mm-hmm. so I will likely be voting on the day of. But I will not wow. be missing so- it. No matter what. You like the energy of election day then? Yeah, it's it's it really is just I don't know, I've always been that way, even since I was <laughs> even since I was younger. It's just exciting to know that, you know, some people feel like their voice doesn't count and their vote doesn't count. We can get into that later <laughs> with, you know, some other aspects. But for me, um <laughs> I would never not vote. People died for me to have the right to vote mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i will always um do that no matter no matter what so yeah that's that's honestly a very wholesome <laughs> uh, thing to enjoy i wish more americans felt that way about voting but you know honestly election day should be a holiday in this country it's pretty crazy that it's not i i meant to bring that up way the way back when we did episode two talking about voter disenfranchisement mm-hmm. just the fact that our election is not on a weekend or it's not a holiday where everybody has the day off work that's a form of voter disenfranchisement i mean we have jobs fortunately obviously that allow Mm. us to go out on election day and cast our vote but a lot of a lot of people in this country don't you know single mothers working two jobs or you know anybody really yeah did you vote mike not yet but by the time this podcast airs i will have voted Mm -hmm. so in person in the in-between time uh, I'm going to go do it in person. Yeah. I have my mail-in ballot here, but I'm going to go bring that with me to take back to them and just vote in person. I don't I don't want to take any chances. Yeah, you know? that's how I felt, too. I really wanted to vote in person, but it just uh, wasn't in the cards. So I was like, well. <laughs> that's, uh, that's kind of fishy there that they listed a place and then it wasn't it was open very fishy. You know, with everything going on. Very suspect. Yeah, I was like, what the heck, man? But now you guys the... are making me think maybe I shouldn't wait till, <laughs> till the day. Of... Well, I think it's important to remember that that's the day like we're in the election right now you know what i mean millions and millions of people have already voted and cast their vote Mm -hmm. for president and i mean no you know election day is the last day yeah really you know it's it's already too late at this point to take in your to mail in your mail-in ballot you could still take it in in certain places if you have you know a supervisor of election office you could drop it off at or early voting site or whatever but it's too late already to mail it in yeah, and that's and, that's know, a bunch of shady shit this election season. I don't trust. Yeah, that's it was the I'll only reason to. Sorry, I just think that's the only reason too that I dropped it off this early was because if I couldn't vote in person, because originally what I did was I went to the voting place to see if just if it was open, not to necessarily vote at that point, but just to kind of get a feel of how what it what it was. And then when I went there and saw that, I was like, well, I need to get this in the mail like now. But I did it in you know one of the secure voting places, so that way I knew that yeah. it you know. It was getting picked up and stuff. Much yeah. more secure that way, exactly. for sure. Yeah, with all of uh, so the... Who you guys... um, I was just going to say, because you mentioned a lot of shady stuff happening, and I was going to say, yes, <laughs> for example, with you know the deadline for people to register to vote, how many state systems oh, yeah. you know, just 
randomly shut down on the last day and <laughs> people weren't able to access. Florida did, Virginia <laughs> yes, did. Yes, exactly. Yep. So, yeah, maybe I will take advantage of, of the, the early voting this year. Maybe I'll switch it up just to be safe. Maybe just yeah, do it I the mean, day before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could always also, you or anybody listening could always volunteer to be a poll worker, too. I you know? tried. They're, they're always looking for I that. Tried. Yeah, what well, happened? For a good reason, I wasn't able to. They had, I guess, such a surplus of people who had signed up. Uh, okay. um, and they you have to do training, you know, in order to do that. And so oh. all the trainings um, were full. And they even had, like, a, mm-hmm. a standby list that was you know, more than they were expecting that they'd need. So I was a little disappointed because I did want to try to um, do that this year, but I'm happy to see that so many other people, you know, are are trying to get out there and volunteer. So that was a good thing. Yeah. Agreed. Cool. So who did you guys, I know it seems like it was many, many years ago now, but who did you guys prefer as the Democratic candidate during the primaries? If you guys remember any of the candidates. Go ahead, Janae. For you said many, many years ago. What? <laughs> it, it feels like. Oh, you threw me off. I'm like, wait, am I speaking like the first time I voted? Um, <laughs> you don't remember that, Janae? The first time you voted? Well, no? I do. Of course, I, I voted for Obama. That was my first. Um, <laughs> you know, to be honest, which I really liked Bernie. Me I too. liked a lot mm-hmm. of I was gonna um, say that too. I went back and forth though. Yeah, I did I definitely went back yeah. and forth and it's it's unfortunate because I I felt like this time around I couldn't think from the aspect of who I really wanted. I had to think who has the better chance of beating Trump. Yeah, and that's what a lot which of people did. Sucks, which yep. which is and I mean I don't know if I should be embarrassed to say that, but I feel like that's kind of how my my thought process was. Um, when I was deciding because I just really want to get Trump out of office and it's not, (laughs) you know, I mean, I have, I have my reasons behind it. Um, and I just feel like, you know, in the previous election with Trump and Hillary, I, you know, I really thought that she was going to win. Mm -hmm. I felt very strongly Mm -hmm. that, that she was, and I guess that like sense of hope when it being shattered when it didn't work out that way because I really did not think that he was going to win. I mm-hmm. I, I thought he had no chance. Um so this time around I felt like I had to be more strategic because I wanted it to be um a candidate that had a, a good chance of maybe winning over some people who were super gung ho Trump. Um, yeah. And unfortunately Although I agree with a lot of Bernie's, a lot of his platform and his policies, I think that for some people, it it would have he's too been extreme. Too, yeah, exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, and I, I, for me, like obviously with voting in primaries, like by that point it was only Biden. Like Bernie had already dropped out. Right. So, but yep. the for me, the reason why I personally like Bernie is because when he speaks, I just feel like it's no BS. Like, I just feel like he's straight up, like, he's telling you exactly what's going on. And he's so, like, cut and dry. It's, like, literally a northerner type of a attitude. And I just love that. Like, mm-hmm. that's just, it reminds me of, like, my, like, a New York grandpa. Even though, like, you know, that's, like, that's what I think <laughs> of every time. Like, what do you mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like he would say, I'm walking here. Like, he's that guy. So, <laughs> I just felt like I, 
I um I just I like his direct his delivery better. And I do think that he really, really has always kind of went for human rights. So for me, that was something that I really liked about him. Right. Um right. is that his background was like pretty much showed that throughout his whole career. Um whereas right. like Biden obviously has struggled a little bit with that. But you know, yes. but at yes. the same time, you know, I think that he Biden will listen a lot more to other people and change minds his mind versus trump so like i totally think that he's much more adaptable but you know it doesn't show that necessarily in his past as much so that's where i liked bernie a little bit more than biden yeah bernie is definitely a politician who's not afraid to speak you know truth to power and i obviously supported him during the primaries as well but i think it's good that he's also kind of led to this new generation of democratic politicians you know like the squad aoc and ilana Omar and all of them and i mean really this is this is something that i'm gonna come back to in a few minutes but they're really leading the sort of change in the democratic party that i think younger people are behind you know and i really don't see that sort of same push for future generations coming from the right. I know they have people like Candace Owens and Ben Shapiro and these young sort of spokespersons, but nothing coming from the party within the party from any of its candidates are doing anything that are, you know, capturing those young voters that they need to capture. There's only so many more voters or so many more elections that boomers are going to be alive for voting for their own interest, you know? And if, if millennials alone all voted, they would be the biggest, the biggest voting mm-hmm. block, you know, and we would have elections and we would have candidates who are a reflection of us and the, you know, the sort of things that we're dealing with and infecting policies that, you know, benefit yeah. us. Agreed. So what are you guys going back to that topic of supporting candidates who we know are going to win or mm-hmm. hope are going to win? What do you guys think about voting for third party candidates? <laughs> Janae? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm struggling with what to say because I feel like I'm just thinking from the perspective of our like current like election in terms of I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, voting for the third party and a third party candidate would be taking away from a candidate you know what i'm saying like taking away a vote from for example like biden who mm-hmm. has like who would mm-hmm. maybe have like a better chance with a better following to like beat trump but i think that it does there comes a point where if someone had if someone if there was a third party candidate who literally had you know everything that i was looking for and you know in an elected official and i really believe that they truly cared about the best interests like of our country and they touched on all the points that are important to me, then I would, I would cast my vote for a third party person. Mm. So for me, I feel like if I felt that strongly about a third party person, then I would make sure that it, that my due diligence is that like months ago, I would have mm-hmm. been like telling everybody around yeah. about this third party person. Mm-hmm. I think at right. this point, if no one even knows the names of a third party person, it is a wasted vote. Like, yeah. unless you're going to change things around and you're going to really push and campaign and make this person like, you know, your number one priority of getting the word out there about this person. I just think that it's not really doing anything. The, the only mm-hmm. thing is that 
say if there's a third party candidate that got you know a, an immense amount of votes and this is something historical that's never happened you know this person yeah. never got this amount of votes and it could be a good like they obviously wouldn't get it this election but it's like maybe that's like a tactic for next election you know mm. where people will not like i don't want to say a publicity stunt that's the wrong term but just like an opportunity to like get the name out there so maybe that candidate is thinking in terms of like the long game and not like maybe they know okay i'm not going to win this one but maybe maybe yeah. the next one or something like that but i i do agree with you that it it kind of does equate to uh I don't want to say wasted vote because I feel like that deters people from voting because no vote is a waste. But you know what I mean? It yeah. It it does allow for somebody me, you might not want to win to win. So I, I do see your point. Yeah, I, there was a funny meme a couple weeks ago during the uh, the finals that was like you know last night the the Heat played the Lakers in the NBA finals and I'm wondering if some of you were rooting for a third team <laughs> or you understand how the finals work. And I mean, I, I I think it's a wasted vote. I'll be blunt about it. I mean, you know, if you know your candidate is not going to win, then voting for that candidate is just, you know, the equivalent of taking your ball and going mm-hmm. home almost. If you oppose Donald Trump and you're voting for somebody who you know doesn't stand a chance, it, what is that? You know what I mean? At that point, it's just almost virtue signaling to me. Like you a lot of the rhetoric I see around third party votes on social media, it's, you know, people are sheep, you're falling for the system, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, it's politics, you got to put your own morals aside, if you want to get ahead, if you want to see policies that benefit you get enacted, you know what I mean? And not having any seat at that table is Mm -hmm. not going to do that. You want to get third party candidates in that's at a local level, you know what I mean? That starts with campaigning in your neighborhood. You're not going to vote a third party president in. And you are delusional as fuck if you think your third party vote means anything. Nobody's looking at your vote and going, oh, they voted third party. We didn't (laughs) fool them with our two party system. I'm pragmatic. You know what I mean? If I want to have my my voice heard, then I know I need to align myself with the group that's going to get in there and represent me. And it ain't the Republican Party. That's for sure. So what am I going to support? And I think that people have the misconception of that they're the that either candidate has to be like perfect and and be like the view of exactly what you want it to be and i can tell you that even the third party person's not going to have the exact view that you want to have either you're just doing that essentially to just say that you're doing that and i think it was um colin powell actually who said don't let perfect be the enemy of good And, and you know there might be republicans who hate donald trump but you know what they went and fucking voted for him and now they're seeing policies they want Mm -hmm. enacted enacted they're cracking down on protesters protesting for civil rights they're making it harder for minorities to vote they're getting away with paying less in taxes while the poor pay more and like granted with all of that obviously we don't want like i don't think that the two-party you know uh, system is a good system at all i think that it definitely should never be Mm -hmm. two parties because first of all like literally i've said this before but like you have three parts of like any other branch of government but like sitting here you got you don't have a tiebreaker like i just feel like there should be three like there at least should be three if nothing else but if it doesn't fully change but if even if i don't believe in that even if i don't think that the two parties is correct i know that at this point i only have those options so i need to make an option i need to make a choice of one of them and just like you said i'm definitely not voting republican at this point like so that's not gonna happen (laughs) I feel like the party system 
has almost made I mean well there's a lot of issues with it but a big thing that I think about is it's made us almost I don't know if lazy is the right word but it's like people won't even research specific candidates like when they're looking at their ballot they're like oh uh you know republican i'm voting all yep. republican yep. Or, or democrat i'm i'm voting all democrat mm-hmm. so it's like people aren't even going to take the time to to research the candidates that they are voting for and obviously not just like at the presidential level but even you know other seats and in local government so i feel like sometimes people just put themselves under the umbrella of one particular party and then when they're voting they only are are looking at okay which party does this person fall under so they and don't I, even take the time to look at the platforms you know like yeah use on policies that are important to them and i feel i fully agree with that but yep. the other thing that i will say that i struggle with is the fact that there's so much bs information it's so hard and they're so biased the information that you have on a particular candidate like example this year right your ballot is take home. So like, I mean, well, mine, you know, everybody kind of got something delivered to their house. So even if you're not voting with the mail in ballot, you could at least see it. Right. Mm-hmm. So you, you know, the candidates, you, it's very clear who's on there. So right. you can look them up. And even then it's hard mm-hmm. to find like non-biased information to really get yeah. a feel of who these candidates are. And I think that's part of our issue too, is that like, we're so like all these campaigns, all these things are like putting all this like dirt out there on specific people that it's like, it's so conflicting yep. and it's so hard to figure out what's true and what's not true. And then that's part of our problem as well. And then the other part of the problem is the fact that it takes a lot of money to run. So it's like, yeah. other than yeah. getting support, like example, like the only reason why AOC was able to really do anything was because of the fact that she was she was picked to be able to get the funds to be able to run in her area and that's just to run for a house seat like you know what I mean like so it's very difficult out there to do all those particular things and that's another part of the privilege part right not everybody has the money to be able to run for something even if you have the best intentions right yeah you're right yeah, and unfortunately, that problem of, of money and politics is only getting worse. I don't know if you guys watched last week from uh, the, the hearings for the Supreme Court Justice. Uh, Senator Whitehouse was kind of breaking down the flow of dark money that's influencing Republican politicians and campaigns and getting them these Supreme Court mm-hmm. justices. You know, they're buying they're buying people on the highest yeah. court in the land. That's that's just insane but it's that's i think to me one of the biggest problems is there needs to be major campaign yep. finance reform there needs to be an end you know citizens united i think was a supreme court decision uh, during george bush's presidency that gave personhood basically to companies and was what allows big companies to make political contributions mm-hmm. to campaigns it's those yeah. things all need to end those are antithetical to democracy they're antithetical to what this country was founded on and what we should be standing for uh, you know right. they're serving their own yeah. interests it's rough it's rough out there and like a lot of people like that are voting for trump like you ask them questions about like why are they doing that right just to your point of what you were saying before about the you know the different things that are gearing towards how they're getting money and all that stuff and who they have to support. And like some of the Trump supporters are just really focused on Trump because of gun laws, like, or like just basic things that are why they just follow, but they don't even know what the other side even really thinks about that. They just know for sure that like they're going to protect their gun rights. So then they're fine. That's what they want to vote for. And it's like, well, you you know, when it becomes a socialist country, they're going to take away all the guns despite 
despite being anti-gun restriction restriction being a big part of communist and socialist mm. uh, thinking you know what i mean so yeah they really they really don't know but republicans are able to run on these sort of hot button issues whether it's abortion or yep. guns or religion and they you know they um not radicalize people but they they trigger people with these sort of things you know they they craft language that hits at their fears mm -hmm. and hits at their emotions and you know they run on very emotional campaigns and i think democrats i hate to say it but i think they need to do the same thing if they want to win elections you know it seems that republicans are playing a different game and like i was saying earlier your morals don't matter in politics if you lose you lose you know republicans are the ones in power crafting policy, crafting. crafting laws separating kids separating kids from right. their families at the border you know what i mean it doesn't matter if you have your morals if you're the ones losing right. and that's what's happening right now you got to get in the mud and fight dirty and they're men, also crafting so things like it, gerrymandering but... and the electoral college which is part of mm -hmm. how they are able to mm -hmm. continue to win even if they don't win despite the minority of mm -hmm. votes you know what i mean uh, definitely the electoral college oh, is another yeah. big one that <laughs> you know, that needs to be done away with entirely. If the Electoral College didn't exist, nobody would be suggesting it needs to exist. Because it's just that <laughs> it really is. It's very stupid. And it's also stupid that it's it's senators, right? That no matter what, it's two. So yeah, you got like mm -hmm. the smallest like populate, populated states having the same as the largest populated states representing way more people. Yep. But they have the same amount of votes in the Senate. So, yep. yeah, so it's, you know, I, I really hope that Joe Biden wins and he just stacks the hell out of the courts, because at this point, that's that's what we need. <laughs> we need we need a lot of things like we just mentioned. We just mentioned about 10 well, yeah. things. So um, and there's more list of that <laughs> on this paper here that we haven't got to. So. <laughs> so um, so kind of on that same topic, where do you guys think the Democratic Party falls short? Amy, um, for me, I think a lot of it is just that it's, I, I honestly don't think there's that many areas because for me, I feel like at least with a lot of the democratic, like, thing, like different things that they're saying, they're at least giving answers to most things that they're being asked, or at least have a plan. Like when they ask about healthcare, mm -hmm. there is at least something there, right. Rather than the other side where it's like, oh yeah, mm -hmm. we'll let you know it's coming. And they don't tell you anything, really. So I don't think there's there's that much. But the big thing is I really just think that sometimes how things are being portrayed or being answered and things like that, it's just a lot of fluff. I'd rather it, a lot of times it just be a lo little bit more straightforward um, because I think that they have a lot of good ideas and a lot of good policy. But a lot of times they're just trying to be so politically correct to like kind of ease mm -hmm. towards the other side, too, that which I, I mean, I kind of like, and I kind of don't like that. It's, it kind of, it, it kind of muddies it sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. I, Janae, kind of, I, I agree with, with what you said, Amy, especially how, how you were saying how the democratic party that they tried to, like you said, kind of carefully, mm -hmm. carefully say things and, and craft things because they don't want to fully, um, what sort of ostracize right exactly mm -hmm. but then you look at mm -hmm. on the other side they're not doing that at all they're literally like <laughs> making it clear this is like 
this is where we stand on this and that and the controversial like policies and I feel like I don't know I I don't know what really the Democratic Party could do differently other than I do wish that they would have done more preparation like as soon as Trump was elected um, I feel like they should have had a game plan of like okay let's search for like a like a a near perfect candidate Mm -hmm. I feel like they really put you know what I'm saying they were they were very all over the place they were very spread out you know we had so many options um Mm -hmm. and I feel like that kind of kind of left us a little bit like in a bad spot if that makes sense like I feel like they didn't do as much preparation as they should have to prepare for this particular election um, obviously, I'm voting for Biden. Like, that's that's mm-hmm. no secret. Like, that's, you know, no matter what. Um, but I just feel like they had enough time to maybe come come up with a candidate that they could back that would have been less controversial to some. Because yeah. there are, you know, there are things and policies that Biden did support in his past, which, I mean, we all know about, that mm-hmm. weren't the best for minorities and like people of color but um i do wish that they would have taken more time to really really put a game plan in place to make sure that trump got out and i will say even with like the policies in the past of that biden did and even kamala too like yeah. they they admit that they're wrong like they say it, you know what i mean it's not like oh no i'm and they just keep going with like oh i was right blah 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 like they say that they're wrong i think it takes a big person to say that Oh, yeah. And people can change people. Everyone makes mistakes. No one is perfect. So it's like I would not hold that. I don't hold that against them. Exactly. Listing that because I know that once, you know, he did get. Yep. He was selected. That was the first thing that Republicans and also, unfortunately, I was very surprised, like even some people that I thought were Democrats, you know, they were harping on those policies and different things that they have done in their past but I think at the end of the day and maybe this is me being too I don't like pageanty like world peace (laughs) type of like viewpoint but I'm like okay the things that they have done in the past like yes they're wrong but I feel like they've made amends for it or you know they're trying to do better and I feel like how can you people look at those policies and focus so much on them when we have somebody in an office who is who has done so many like horrible terrible things yeah like mike stated earlier about separating families at the border mm-hmm. like hundreds and hundreds of like children who now we can't even locate their parents yep we have no idea so what are you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so i just i don't like how people will pick and choose to focus on a a candidate's past you know what i'm saying one yeah. candidate's past but not even look at another candidate's present of what exactly. they're currently doing and have shown no remorse for or even acknowledged that it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So kind of on that topic, Janae, do you think Donald Trump has done anything positive for the black community? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm the wrong, I feel like I'm the wrong person to ask this question um, <laughs> because my disdain and strong <laughs> dislike for Trump. Well, I just sounds like you're the right person to okay, ask. Okay, I, I for me personally, no, I don't feel like Donald Trump has done anything that's benefited me personally. 
maybe um, rich mm. minorities that are in the upper tax bracket making 400, 500 plus a year, then yeah, I'm sure he has done things mm-hmm. that have benefited those particular minorities. I feel like a lot of his policies, I mean, it's no secret, have benefited the wealthy. Mm-hmm. I can't there I can't say anything mm-hmm. against that because it's true. There are people that have prospered and done well under him. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like that is the case for every the everyday person, such as myself. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't feel like there's any amount of financial gain that Trump can could have provided to people that outweighs the like injustices, mm-hmm. the social mm-hmm. injustices that he's done to people. There's no amount of money that, in my eyes, would ever make me say, yes, he's done something like beneficial. Because it's just, I, I feel like mm. a human life is worth more than any amount of money to me. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, mm-hmm. I think Donald mm-hmm. Trump benefits himself and anybody else who gets benefited, well, that was just incidental. You to know, help anybody he, he else. set out yep. to help anybody in any way. And I don't think that thought has ever in his life yeah, crossed and I his think mind. The biggest you know? thing that I take from the Trump team, so like we were talking about what the Democrats do at, well, the part that the Republicans lack is the fact that everybody on Trump's team, whether it's his family or whatever, there's such this like bullying mentality. It's like they have to add an adjective where it's like, small biden or like cognitively delayed like they're mm. yeah they're con- sleepy it's joe biden. biden it's anybody that's democratic like they're literally mm-hmm. yep they, they've been making fun of kamala's name for like it's like last, why do you have to go that low like just just if you want to talk if you want to put another party down and you want to actually talk about policies that they do and and like like make fun of that okay whatever that's a policy but why do you have to attack the physical like person like it's and it's constantly like that it's not just trump it's his whole team i think it i think it really just speaks to the mentality of the people who support them you know what i mean they can't stand on policies they can't attack attack other people's Mm -hmm. policies because they really have no policy of their own and they haven't for the last four years they have none now donald trump is saying (laughs) elect me and you'll find out what my policies are you know that's not a policy so they have to do these yeah. little pull, these bullying attacks. You know, it's it's red meat for their vindictive base who had a black president for eight mm-hmm. years and now feel like they're a minority. Yep. Yeah, and, that's you know, actually, I'm so... glad, I honestly, and again, I'm not a political expert by no means whatsoever. I want to throw that out there. So if there is anybody who's listening who feels like they, they do know of something that Trump has done to benefit minorities, by all means, please email or reach out on Instagram Mm -hmm. because I would love to hear it. If there Mm -hmm. is something that maybe I have overlooked. Um, Mm -hmm. But aside from that, how you mentioned with like Obama, I feel like honestly, the reason why Trump did a big part of why he won was because there was a black man in office Mm -hmm. for years. And a lot of people were not happy about that. So I feel Mm -hmm. like literally any, it could have, yeah. And I just think that says a lot about like the country. And I feel like that was, like one of the most like hurtful and discouraging things when Trump did win was because mm. it showed, wow, like the country yep. isn't really, I knew that we weren't, it wasn't perfect. Obviously mm. there's still like, you know, issues, race, racial issues, things like that in our country. Um, but I did not, 
I, maybe I was naive mm-hmm. for thinking that. I did not realize that it was as bad as it was and that people had that much hate to yeah, what no, they would do. That. You're, you're absolutely right. I mean, I've talked to my girlfriend about this too. I think as a young person growing up with Obama as president, I feel like I was in a mm-hmm. sense of like a sense of complacency. You know what I mean? Like, I know that there was still a lot of terrible things going on. I mean, we were still involved in wars in the Middle East and that was getting worse with drones and stuff. But, you know, it seemed like we were kind of on the right path. We had eight years of George Bush, who was a fucking moron. And then we had Obama, who understood to listen to scientists. And he, you know, he was just so progressive compared to what we had before. And we had him for eight years that even with Mitch McConnell blocking Supreme Court nominees and blocking, you know, any hopes of his bills getting through, you know, it still seemed like we were on the right path and then bam. And then, and what's crazy to me is like, right now it's like, even when they bring up things like QAnon and all these different things, like Trump never ever says anything Uh like, oh no, I don't support them at all. He like lets it go. And then he also, then he'll say, oh, but we need to talk about the other side too. So why are you saying that the QAnon people are your side? Because mm-hmm. you know that the people that are on your side are the hateful groups, are the people that are hating other people. And that is exactly yeah. the reason why I will never support Trump and exactly the reason why I don't care what he's done, even if he did something policy-wide. Wise, the fact that he divides this company, this this country, and creates such hate, I can never support him. I mean, yeah, look at the um, the governor yeah, of Michigan. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. What Whitmer has has he even spoken yeah. out? Because <laughs> yeah, no, he he, he kind of he like victim blamed her. You know, he, he suggested that it was her fault that she would have been kidnapped by fucking terrorists that he radicalized for doing her job as the governor of her state yeah and then he said and i did this and and you still have you need to open up your you need to open up your state blah 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 yeah and and in one prime example in one of his rallies yeah it's a prime example of what what his base is i'm not saying i'm not saying that all all trump supporters are gonna are on that level where they're gonna go and try to kidnap and kill somebody so i'm not saying that by any means but i'm just saying that he stirs that up like the people that are are that way mm-hmm. this is like their their superhero this is their their beacon you know that they're following mm-hmm. anything this man says and the, the issue is that he knows that he's aware of it he's aware of the power of his words yet he still chooses not to to speak carefully to speak about mm-hmm. um peace and unity you know what i'm saying and that that's the real issue and why I feel like he is a danger in office because for someone to know that the power that they have obviously you're the president you're the president of the United States you know what your your words mean and how far they travel and to not use that with care is a real issue and I'm fearful if he is reelected what the next four years will will be like and to be honest I it's it's terrifying mm-hmm. i never in a million years i mean this might be personal whatever i'm gonna share i never i, I don't like guns mm-hmm. i don't like guns at all but I, I have i've taken a concealed weapons course and i'm getting my official concealed to carry license mm. november 12th and i will have a gun i'm not Good. gonna be yeah but it's like i i only Absolutely. feel that way because i feel like i i feel like i need to have some type of like protection mm-hmm and, and it's I, scary that that's what, yeah. the world we live in. 
Because I'm just, look, people are planning to, yeah. Yeah. The, the country we live in specifically, because <laughs> they ain't dealing with that over in New uh, Zealand, yeah, I'll just, tell you that yeah, much. It's, it's unfortunate, and it's it's scary. It's very scary. It's scary, but I'm glad you're you're taking steps to protect yourself. I mean, it's it gets painted as a as a leftist thing being anti-gun, but exactly. I mean, yeah, they've got guns. You know, I mean, I'm not gonna be. They've got a lot of guns, so I'm not gonna they, be they walking they around here with an AK-47. I probably won't even actually have it like on me, mm-hmm. but I feel like I need to. I, I at least want to learn how to shoot. Mm-hmm. Like I've gone to the range a couple of times out, and I want to have it locked. Yep in my home or wherever I'm going to choose to keep it just because it just seems like the, the turmoil, like I yeah. feel like it's just bubbling. I feel like it's bubbling the racial tension, the, just the, the hate mm-hmm. of certain groups is like bubbling. And I get scared that it's going to boil over. And I feel like if he gets elected, that could happen. Yeah. I think that in the past, this was all, like kind of like hidden like oh you know people kind of felt somewhat this way I'm sure still but like they just didn't it wasn't out in the open Mm -hmm. as much as it is now now it's like it's a free-for-all it's like you could say whatever now at this point like you could all that hate can be spewed out and no one is like it's not even like anybody has to hide it anymore which is a problem the fact that people feel that comfortable to do that (sighs) but any Mm -hmm. sorry go ahead sorry no I was just gonna say um anything else mike super quick things i promise i'll be fast (laughs) i just wanted to say to you know whoever is listening to this podcast that obviously yes like we're we're all biden supporters Mm -hmm. but if they're you know if you're listening and you are a trump supporter like please reach out to amy and mike and you know share your reasons why i think that well i know that all of us are very like open-minded and the point of this podcast is to, you know, hear the other opinions of other people. Yep. So I, granted, this might have sounded like a, a Trump bashing don't, episode. Don't worry, Janae. That it was, was the in, same. It was the same last week, and I said the exact same thing. At well, the yeah, end. but it's yeah, but I'm just like you know, <laughs> I, I want to make like one thing clear for because I I said a lot. I'm not saying that Trump has created racist. I feel like the people that are behaving racist were that way before Trump. So I want to make that clear. Mm. I'm not saying that this this president has turned all these people racist. That's by no means what I'm saying. And it's also important to remember that I don't know this might be like controversial. Yes, Trump is a president, but the president. There are so many people behind the scenes who have power. Yep. That it's it's not just like one man. That's the issue. So just like keep that in mind again when you're mm-hmm. voting, voting locally, um, and just educate yourselves on take time to maybe look up a, a large um company because there's a lot of companies like Matt or not mine is saying Matt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could edit that out. We probably can't. Like Mike was saying <laughs> earlier, um about like these large companies that are, you know paying and contributing to campaigns like there's so many other people that have like power and you should educate yourself on on those companies and just be aware and again vote no matter who you're choosing to vote for um but yeah that's all I wanted to say I wanted to make that clear on my stance (laughs) yes it's important and again we want to hear from people that have different views especially uh we would love to even have potentially you on the podcast so 
please reach out if even if you have different views, because it is important to hear all different types. Um, just so our listeners know, like I talk to multiple different types of people to try to see what their views are as well. I have certain family members that don't believe in the same views that I have. And I try to have conversations with them to figure out what their thought processes are. So we are very accepting of listening to other people. It's just that we obviously are still going to have our opinions. So please share yours just like we share ours. All right. And that brings us to our action item of the week, Amy. Pretty simple again. Just please make sure that you vote. That's the most important part with everything that's going on. Please make sure that you just go out and vote vote and if you're doing a mail-in ballot by now it's too late to return it via the mail and for it to get there in time so either got to vote in person or take your ballot to an approved drop-off location and drop it off and make sure we get this motherfucker out of there yeah and you can also check your status too like i plan on checking my status very short soon just to make sure that they actually got it even though i dropped it off to a secure location yeah remember voting the election day isn't november 3rd the election ends november 3rd right now Mm -hmm. is election day so yep get it done all right guys thanks janae for joining us and we'll see you next week have a good week Mm -hmm.